Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There's a place down by the water, muddy, muddy water by the trestle track, where the big band plays on Saturdays and the rum runs thick and fast. Come dance your girl through the curling smoke of this unholy sight. Swinging from the rafters, we went home, we thought. Go back in time just for a night when living like this was wrong. Swinging from the rafters, slide your feet to the fiddle and bass. When you run, don't you whisper, don't you whisper about this. Jimmy, he grows poppies in his field out back. Although we don't talk about it, because he's a dangerous cat. Ooh, at his barn we party, steel guitar, and Lennon glow. This big band in five counties, you ought to hear that drum. Who's our first guest? We sure do. Oh, 
One of our favorites, Lily Robert. We haven't chatted with Lily in a while. She's back with us, uh, hanging on and be with us shortly. And who's in the second hour? We're going to be talking with Sherry Copeland, who is the executive director of the Backcountry Horse of America, and that's coming up on Saddle Up America in just about an hour. But uh, right now, let's keep swinging. This is a hot Texas swing band, and it's one called Ain't Dead Yet. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Lee Robert today on the Campfire Cafe. Seven boats are circling above me. They're getting so upset. They're hungry for some fresh meat, but I ain't dead yet. Yes, I'm getting mighty, mighty weary. I'll get up and go done get. But I got lots of fight left. No, I ain't dead yet. That old sun is way up high. It's in the sky. I'm getting kind of dry. I'll just keep on pushing on and gonna hang my head and cry. There's still seven vultures circled in above me. They're getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. Circling above me, getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. Circling above me, they're getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. No, I ain't dead yet. No, I ain't dead yet. Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. If you are just joining us, that was Hot Texas Swing Band with Ain't Dead Yet. Today's featured guest, Lily Robert, divides her time between Paradise Valley, Arizona, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. 
a music innovator, multi-talented performer. She's a singer, songwriter, and storyteller. Lily's love of the Western landscape inspires much of her music, knowing for her enduring cowgirl jazz, unique music style. She combines the colors and textures of jazz and blue with the lyric strengths of Western music about love, landscape, and laughter. Sultry, dynamic, original are words used to describe her performances and music. This talented performer has drawn critical acclaim and honors. The International Western Music Association named her Songwriter of the Year in 2019. The Academy of Western Artists has honored her twice. Her album Swing Set won the 2019 Best Western Swing Album of the Year. And in 2014, her album Jewel of the West was named Best Western Album of the Year. Reviewing her website, I found this quote by Arthur O'Shaughnessy and used by Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka, a favorite of hers. Having worked closely with her as an IWMA National Board member, this quote describes her so well. We are music makers and dreamers of dreams. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a performer who lives out her dreams of being an artist and a musician every day, the original cowgirl jazz Western music crooner, Lily Robert. Welcome, Lily. <laughs> oh, Bobby Jean, that is such a wonderful introduction. I'm, I'm just going to feel good all day because of that. I've <laughs> I sometimes need reminding of it when I'm scouring the kitchen sink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning, Lee. Oh. How are you? Uh, Gary, I am just doing great. I'm looking out on the the base of the Tetons. We still have a low cloud cover, but the sun is coming out. And uh, the Tetons really look beautiful with snow on them. We uh, it, it sort of goes in all the crevices, and you get to see all of the, the beautiful landscape there. But it's a little cold here still. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you that we have a beautiful 72 in Nashville right now with sunshine, but that's all right. That is all right. I guess this is just what they call springtime in the Rockies, right? I think mm-hmm. so. I think so. <laughs> well, you that's were on right. well, the last just... time. You were on the last time you had just finished Swing Set, and we featured that. Yeah. And we're, we've got yeah. a lot of music from Swing Set today to play. But um, then right after you were on with us, COVID hit. And so <laughs> what have you been doing in 2020 and 2021? Well, I I would say that, that my greatest... Uh, project has been keeping physically and mentally healthy. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, really? Yeah, the last two years I've been healthy and I've, I've uh, realized that, you know, um, there, there, there are some benefits from, from home sheltering. It makes you think about your whole life and what you're doing. And I'm more excited than ever about my music uh, I, I have to say some people were very inspired by staying home and being able to write music, but that was not me. I, really? uh, I missed people a lot. Yes. Cause I'm an extrovert and I just love talking to people like you. And, uh, when I go out performing, I, it just energizes me. And when we, we had a, a lot less of that going on for the last couple of years. So I was, I was really missing 
my audiences. And so things are starting to open up both in Jackson Hole and in uh, Arizona. I don't know how it is where you all live, but we're opening up, and I'm getting excited about it. Well, it's kind of mm-hmm. exciting to see people out without masks. You know, still people are wearing masks, but it's great yeah. to see people without masks so you can actually tell who they are, you know. <laughs> kind of, kind I know. of a cool thing. I, kind of a cool thing. I know. Thing. I wish <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, I'm I'm uh, I have found that that uh, my songwriting really gets stirred up when I become inspired, and I'm starting to get more inspired by the day. And and I'm telling you, I'm getting kind of inspired uh, talking to you all too. So so who oh. knows? Maybe <laughs> there's a song gonna come out of this. All right, all right. Well, you know, we were swinging when we got started this morning. We're gonna keep swinging. And this is a song we want to get to called Cowboy Swing. It is from the CD Swing Set. We're going to come back and talk more with Lee Robert and uh, find out a little bit more about what she's been doing during this COVID thing. And uh, I think she's got a new friend as well. So we may talk about him, too, when we come back today on the Campfire Cafe. A rancher's work will never seem to end. Bale the hay, then there's a fence to mend. It sometimes seems to be all work, no play. And though it's worth it, I have to say, if you're ever feeling down and There's just one thing I'll recommend to you. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rally your spurs and make some noise. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rally your spurs and make some noise. I once met a man who did not know that sad thing, he did not know how to swing Until one day that swinging bug bit him mid-stride That sun settled down and he swung throughout the night Swing on, cowboy, swing on till the cows come home Don't be so poor, you better rattle your spurs and make some noise When you start feeling down, it seems you don't know how to smile Don't wait around to try and smile when you're finished working horses and bailing hay Throw your worries out the door Settle down and swing away
that uh, that's a a yellow lab and a mini poodle and wow. she uh, she is 22 pounds and that's her full size now perfect size wow. and because even though she pulls at the she pulls occasionally at the leash i can pull her back because she's only 22 <laughs> pounds i don't know what you do with them i guess i, I, guess you, that I must have be a video a challenge. I have a video of Mary Kay trying to lead him down the uh, the uh, sidewalk, and and it was not her leading him; it was him leading her. You know? I I get it. It's it's a challenge, you know. Uh, the vet recommended a little uh, apparatus called the gentle leader, and it mm-hmm. it sort of grow, goes like a bridle around their. Uh, uh, around their little nose, and it's not like a muzzle. It just is. Gotcha. It just. Uh, it it just. They they become more sensitive to the leading, just like a horse's reins would do, and yeah. uh, you know they don't love it. You've got to kind of ease them into it, but uh, she gets all kinds of treats when she wears it, and so she she's learned to tolerate it, and it makes it much easier. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty cool. I may have called, to find one of those for Mary Kay and Sam. That might work. Yeah, it's called a gentle. Bobby, leader. when are you going to get a when are you going to get a pup? Bobby? Oh, we would we would love to have a little pup. I don't know. We we talk about it some. I, I yeah, I would love to have one. I'm envious. I'm coveting all of you that have them. <laughs> yeah, I can't get you into a horse. There's no reason not to have a pup. I know. I know. I know. It just oh, our Bobby yard Jean, is so small. Yeah, I I miss having I haven't had a dog in years, and it was always so wonderful to have a dog. So I live vicariously through all of you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely become a member of the family. Mm-hmm, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Let's get to another song. This one is so fun. And uh, and tell us about this. This is Choo Choo Chaboogie. So tell us oh. about Choo Choo Chaboogie. Well, I, uh, of course, it's a, a song that's been recorded by many people. Uh, Asleep at the Wheel was one of my favorite versions of it. And, you know, who doesn't like a train song? I mean, it just kind of gets you, gets your shoulders <laughs> going up and down. And uh, it it's really... Uh, now, there are a lot of words to remember, <laughs> and they go fast. <laughs> they go fast, but, but it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite songs, and it just, uh, it, it usually I'll either begin a set with it or end a set with it, and when I end a set with it, I take a little vamp time and introduce everybody around. Everybody just enjoys this song, so I hope, I hope our listeners do, too. It is a fun song, Choo 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 Boogie. Lee Robert, we'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Choo-choo. 
kitchen to your back in the black You take the morning paper from the top of the stack And read the situation from the front to the back The only job that's open needs a person with snacks So put it right back in the rack Jack, a choo-choo, choo-choo-choo, choo-boogie because every one of them is so terrific. So, Lily, I have a kind of an off-the-wall co- uh, question for you. Um, I've been sort of, you know, um, going through your personal Facebook page. You have one for your for your uh, musician uh, part of your world, and then you have your personal page. And I see some really cool uh, pictures that are kind of steampunk, which I'm very interested in, and I didn't know we had that in common. Are, are you? Do you kind of like steampunk things? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think that goes right along with with the uh, cowgirl jazz kind of stuff and a little off the wall western. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I I'm not sure what picture you're or pictures you're referring to, but. I I always in, I enjoy the whole uh, contraptions that they yeah <laughs> that they that you know in that what was that movie that uh, old movie that they had all the 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 wonderful contraptions and everything and and of course the style and everything is just really fun I I I enjoy eclectic treatments of western I like a little bit of blues in there a little bit of gypsy. A little bit of steampunk in there. That's fine with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Well, the first picture that I see is of a, a fork and spoon bill swallow, and it's absolutely beautiful. This swallow oh, made yeah. out of spoons and forks, gorgeous. Oh, yes. And um, you know, yeah, art. <laughs> art. <laughs> absolutely, it's beautiful absolutely. art. I 
I, I thought that wasn't that a most a, a beautiful retreatment of old knives, forks, and spoons. Absolutely, it absolutely. Just got bent into such a beautiful bird shape. I thought, and I don't mm-hmm. even didn't even think of it as steampunk. I thought of that as just wow, right. that's just so artistic. Yeah, and that's the part of um, steampunk that to me that's what caught me several years ago was people taking just repurposing, you know, doorknob, glass doorknobs and all kinds of things and making fabulous, you know, wonderful art out of it. So anyway, so I just discovered a- another thing that we have in common. <laughs> oh, my good. Well, you, you know, Bobby Jean, we have lots in common. Oh, we I know love, we do. <laughs> we love having good tea. Yes, we, love we having do. High tea. You know, I think that's uh, that's something we have in common. Yes, yes. So I also see that you finally are doing some live performing this year. Um, you had a live concert the other day, and I see you're kind of out and about. So what's it like to be back doing live <sighs> music? Well, you know, uh, and I'm not the only one. I've talked to several musicians and even members of audiences the first time that they'd come back to live music, it brings tears. It brought mm-hmm. tears to me. And, and uh, I, you know, it, it's just hard to describe. Music, live music, does something to your soul. And mm-hmm. uh, there's so much that we can't really verbalize. So really, that's what I <laughs> happen mm-hmm. and it still still is happening somewhat to for me to get up on stage or for me to even be in an audience of someone else who's doing a live performance it brings tears to me and I just get so moved so you know mm-hmm. the emotion just wells up and and I've talked to so many people who say the same thing so I'm I'm encouraging people as much as possible get Get out there, experience live music again. It's time for us to do that, um, you know, and you'll be surprised at what comes up, <laughs> the emotions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. come up. It's so, it really just shows you that, that uh, you know, there's so much that we don't even realize that's happening when we are in a live music setting. Mm-hmm. I know as a as a listener, as an audience member, um, music just will just crack my heart wide open, and <laughs> and it happens sometimes with music that I receive from performers and CDs. If something is just really amazing, but it really happens live, so that's interesting. That as a performer, uh, you often experience. So how do you so how do you work? How do you perform through that kind of emotion? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, uh, it's like my dad always used to say when I'd say, Dad, you know, I, you know, I, I started crying, you know, and he said, oh, it just makes it better. Uh-huh. There you uh-huh. go. Because you're, yeah, yeah. It, it makes, makes yeah, it better. So, so human. It becomes so human. Well, I think, well, let's see, Gary, yeah. are you? Are you um, speaking of uh, songs that can crack our hearts wide open? Are you planning to do "Man Walks Among Us" next? Oh. We are. We're going to kind of slow things down just a little bit. And, uh, May I tell you something? Song. A little secret about that song? Yes. Yes. Please. It do. is. It is my. It is. 
you know, even though it's a Marty Robbins song, it is really the way when I sang it, I sang it as my prayer for our mm-hmm. for our beautiful planet. It is my prayer, and that's how I felt about when I sang it. Well, it is a beautiful song. It's been recorded by many, many people, but this is a beautiful version from Lee Robert. We'll be back in just a moment. Warm by the winds of the desert, a whirlwind dances around. It's an eagle that circles above me And she screams to her friends on the hill Stay close together, move not a feather Man walks among us, be still, be Man walks among us, be still. Everything hides, but I see them. I've spotted an old mother quail. Back at me, the eyes of a young cottontail. I see a coyote sneak in as he crawls through the brush on the hill.
gone through different phases in my life. Um, I started out with music very young. Um, my, my brother and sister and I sang three-part harmony, like very young. I was uh-huh. probably four or five. He was the music director. And I would say that uh, at church, the choirs really were my influence. Um, you know, we, we, we did a lot of harmonies. And then at 12 years old, my brother showed me some chords on the guitar. And that was the time when folk music, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and yeah. uh, Joan Baez, and all those people, um, they they were really big. And I just couldn't get enough of the guitar doing that. And then when I was about um, somewhere between, oh, like 17 Bonnie Raitt came on the scene, and she played the guitar very differently. (laughs) And I really liked what she did. I loved her, the power and the blues. And so she she really influenced me a lot at that time. And then I got into the jazz singers, Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald, and and just a whole range of jazz vocalists. People like Joe Stafford, Dinah Shore, you know, Patty Page, Peggy Lee, all of these people. I went, wow, this is so cool. So I went through that phase. And then I, I, uh, when I moved to, started spending time in Jackson, I had a little more time and I started writing more songs and really more of, more as a autobiographical journal 
than anything else, I didn't think I would ever be able to sell my music, for goodness sake. I just uh, wrote the song so I would remember some of the beautiful mountains and and uh, meadows and seeing the bison grazing and all of these kind of landscape songs that I wrote. And people started uh, responding. I, I started performing at uh you know, performing again, I had uh, taken a hiatus from the the big days in San Francisco and some of the big band kinds of uh, jazz singing. And, well, I would do jazz on a Friday night and a a society party uh, on a Saturday and on a Sunday I might do a a bar mitzvah. So I did all kinds of music (laughs) then. But I took a a hiatus from, from performing when I went through this whole period, you know, I did public speaking for a while. And right. So, um, but I started writing again in uh, about when I had a little more time. Uh, when I came up here to, to Jackson Hole, I found I had a little more time and I could start writing. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I, and then I, that was when I started really getting into Western music because I had not known the difference between country and Western when I moved up here. Uh, country is, took a very different direction in the 1980s. Um, right. As we in, in, all know in Western music. And so I hadn't really heard a lot of Western music. I mean, I knew about Roy Rogers and, and Dale Evans, and I knew about Gene Autry and the Sons of the Pioneers. but. I was kind of uh, reintroduced to the Western music genre in uh, about 2000, maybe 2010. And that was when I started adding a lot of jazz chords because of my jazz background to the uh, the Western chords. I, I didn't think anything of it, but people started talking about my cowgirl jazz. I didn't even make up that word. It was my audience <laughs> that said, oh, I really like your cowgirl jazz. And I went, really? Wow, mind <laughs> if I use that word? And so I started, and then I moved into more Western swing. And when I learned, I mean, people like uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys had been adding jazzy chords to Western for ages, right, and they right. just called it Western swing. <laughs> But it was all intru- really influenced by big band, big band jazz. So uh, that's kind of the long and the short of uh, uh, some of my heroes in my musical influence. Well, those influences were not half bad, I'll tell you. Those were pretty great <laughs> Well, it's pretty been great wonderful. Uh, it's been wonderful having such... Um, affirmation uh about this this style of cowgirl jazz and um i really appreciate you all uh being able to you know being able to uh, talk about it and and really um because you know you don't think about all this stuff you just i i find that that i just take one step ahead of uh the other and i take it day to day and i i kind of don't think about the the implications of it all. I just do it, and it's kind of fun to talk about it because I think, wow, <laughs> I, I guess that was a good move that I made. <laughs> it was a good move. It was a good move. Let's get to another song real quick, 
Exactly. And this is another great song. It's called Back to the Ranch. Anything you want to tell us about this one? Oh, Back to the Ranch. Well, oh, goodness. Um, It really was fired by living in the city for half the year in Paradise Valley, which is right there at Scottsdale, Arizona. And that's a big city now. We're talking big city. and. So, you you know, about April, I start getting to feeling like I want to slow down and I want to get back to the ranch and uh, feel like I, I, I just need to get back to some basics where of good clean air and good clean water and, um, you know, uh, the, the freeways are a ways away and I get to drive, I get to drive the 15 minutes from the ranch back into town. And it, and sometimes you hardly ever see anybody, and that's what getting back to the ranch is all about. Well, let's take a listen to the Back to the Ranch and come back and talk more with Lee Robert and Bobby Bell in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Come on back. Come on. 
back to the ranch with that sultry voice. That's Lily Robert, and that song is from her award-winning album, Jewel of the West, which is another fabulous, fabulous um, work. So, Lily, um, I know that over time you offer a variety of um, presentations, and uh, one that really caught my eye when I was reviewing them today is Living the Cowboy Code. You want to just talk a moment about what the cowboy code means to you and maybe um, uh, some ideas on how we should be living it today? Well, you know, in the old West, there were, there were certain values, like a person's word was to be trusted. Uh, you, could, you could make a contract by a handshake. You, uh, you know, you, you helped people, you helped your neighbors. That was, that, that's what I consider part of the cowboy code. And uh, some people call it the cowboy way, but it's, it's really just uh, getting back to some basic values that your, that your word is your bond, that you, uh, that you know there there is a such thing as being a gentleman and a lady and mm-hmm. uh you know i still i still like to have my door opened for me you know even <laughs> a, a stranger sometimes it doesn't happen but um you know the my i was raised with two very southern parents my dad was from mississippi and my mom was from South Carolina. And even though I can't say that they lived by the cowboy code, there were certain ways of behaving uh, and, and having manners, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, I, I always liked my, my chair pulled out for me. You know, I'm, there's, uh, you know, please and thank you were mm-hmm. always part of conversation. And certainly... Um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'd, I had never heard my dad, you know, use a swear word, but I sure didn't hear it very often. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and nowadays, I think when nowadays it, yeah. you hear it, you, you hear the, that kind of language a lot. So mm-hmm. the cowboy code mm-hmm. is just getting back to some, uh, some basics. Uh, I don't know if you ever read that book, uh, Everything We Ever Wanted to Know We Learned in Kindergarten. Oh yeah, uh, one of my one of my favorite books, and I think it 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 kind of comes down to that. Some of the basics. Um, that's what I call the cowboy code. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really missing today is I'll call it the oil of civility, uh, with a touch of grace oh, like added it. in. You know that we need the we need oil oil to keep in the gears running and. Um, you know, just road rate, you know, people are just watching how people are on the road and all. I think what's happened to civility? <laughs> well, I don't know if, I don't know if, if, if that was always something, you know, I know people who are perfectly wonderful uh, cowboy code followers and then they get on the road and they change. <laughs> There's something else that happens, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, talking um, about getting on the road, that kind of goes into this next song. Yes. And that's called song. Enjoy the Ride. Enjoy that one. So, uh, <laughs> tell us about Enjoy the Ride. 
Well, um, you know, you win some and you lose some in in the uh, when when you're going for awards or writing songs. You win some, you lose song and some. And uh, I wrote this song just after I think it was 2018. Uh, or maybe it was 2017, just before I won the following year for uh, Best Western Album for Jewel of the West. But I was up. I was nominated, but I didn't win. And I came home, and I wrote that song. And um, I realized that what's most important is that you have fun what you're doing, that that it isn't about the awards. It isn't about winning and losing. It's about having fun while you do it, and that's what this song's about. Amen. Well, let's enjoy the ride and enjoy the ride of your life. This is Lee Roberts today <laughs> on the Camp Cafe. I was nominated to be queen, rodeo queen for a day. I got some new boots and a crown. Just in case I won That had silver inlaid I practiced my speech In a real cute song When they didn't call my name Something went wrong If you get mucked up You've got to get back on
Well, our special guest today has been Lee Robert, and what fun it has been to have you on the show. Just a ton of fun. It is. Thanks so much. It's, you're so welcome. I've enjoyed myself thoroughly. Thank you, Gary and Bobby. Well, you'll have to come back soon. And uh, for yes. our worldwide audience out there, tell them how they can find you, how they can get your music, and follow your tour schedule. Yes. Well, I have a website, uh, com, and uh, you can find all of the this music on the usual uh, CD Baby, Spotify, all of those other distribution channels. They can find uh, these albums there, and uh, but come visit my website and just explore around, and you can find out where I'm playing and uh I hope to see you down the trail. All right, we look forward to seeing we look forward to seeing you in November. For sure. Yes, and absolutely. The International yeah. Western Music Association, you bet. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you have been fantastic and uh, go visit her website, follow her on social media, and Lily Robert, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great. Thank you, Gary and Bobby. You're so welcome. We're going to take a listen to Cowgirl Jazz from Swing Set, and we'll be back in just a moment. Sun hanging low in the western sky, breeze blowing softly as a lullaby. Horse in a saddle, I love all that cowgirl jazz. Campfire glowing, the sweet smell of sage. Coyote howling, a harmonica plays. Dancing cactus shadows, I love all that cowgirl jazz. I need cool water, don't fence me in, I want to roll with the tumbling tumbleweeds, I love the sons of the sons of the pioneers, prairie dog in my park. Come a yippee-yay, 
Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Where the short grass grows 
short grass grows My home where the short grass grows The short grass Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. And joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Bobby Bell. And we're going to welcome to the show now the Executive Director of Backcountry Horsemen of America, Miss Sherry Copeland. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Gary and Bobby. It's great to be with you all again. And um, <laughs> I, I want to make just a Small correction, I am serving as chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. So chairman ah, is my official title. <laughs> my fault. My, I've dealt with too many executive directors lately. So please excuse me. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. Well, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. We are coming off our annual uh, National Board of Directors meeting. Um, it's a once-a-year meeting where representatives from all 31 states gather and to do conduct business for Backcountry Horsemen of America. And this was our first face-to-face -face meeting in three years. Oh, wow. So um, we wow. were very excited to be able to participate face-to-face -face again. And we got a lot of business done, a lot of goals that and some programs that I'm really excited to share with you and your listening. That is great. That, so where was the where was the meeting this year? It was actually in Kansas City, Missouri. A great place to be. And I, I suppose <laughs> there was no steak that was eaten while you were there. Well, we had some good old KC barbecue for sure. All right. Uh -huh. All right. Oh, yum. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, it must have been great to be back together again after this, this uh, COVID and the pandemic that we've gone through. But tell us yes. a little bit about some of the great plans and programs that you have in place. Wonderful. I would love to. You know, we're, we're heading into our 50th year. 2023 oh, wow. will be the 50th anniversary of Backcountry Horsemen of America. And so we really wanted to um, garner on that and start formation of a catalog, so to speak, of all the historic information that we have on the wise use of stock on our public lands. One of our objectives is called out in our Constitution is to educate encourage and solicit active participation in the wise and sustaining use of the backcountry resources, not only by horsemen, but by the general public. So that's what we're going to concentrate on um, this year is really developing more and more information that's going to be accessible to not only backcountry horsemen, but to the general public on the use of those backcountry and frontcountry resources. That's great. That is great. 
So what are some of the initiatives that you're going to put in place? Well, we're developing a whole matrix, kind of a drop-down menu. And, of Mm. course, the first thing is to um, know before you go, know what agency you're going to be recreating on. You know, who manages that property? Is it the U.S. Forest Service, the National Park System, Bureau of Land Management, Corps of Engineers, um, Department of Natural Resources, state parks, or even a local or county organization? Because while they're all similar, they do have differences. And we want to be cognizant of that so that we uh, can follow their guidelines and their rules. You know, that wow, was kind, that kind of a mouthful like with all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot like of an people amazing... to keep up with. Yeah. It is. It is. But that, that's part of what backcountry horsemen um, can facilitate is mm-hmm. knowing and sharing the differences in the agencies because, you know, they all have their mission also and what they are challenged most likely by law to facilitate. So you need to know, um, you know, is it a wilderness area? Oh, my gosh, if it's wilderness, there is a lot of restrictions because it is to be maintained just like it is without mm-hmm. there can't be any mechanized equipment or anything if you're recreating in the wilderness so that brings on a whole list of stuff that you need to prepare for mm-hmm. wow how how will you how will you decide where to start wow <laughs> well we're just going to start from the beginning <laughs> Yeah. And within yeah. Backcountry Horsemen of America, you know, we've got 50 years of experience and knowledge. And, and we share that within Backcountry Horsemen, obviously. But mm-hmm. we, we wanted to develop an organized program so that that can be shared not only within Backcountry Horsemen, but with the general public because um, we, we, we want to challenge even the general public to use the resources wisely. And, and you need to know information in order to be able to do that. So um, that, that's what the program is all about. We're, you know, I've shared with you before that you know, we advocate for the Leave No Trace program, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that is a program where there are certified trainers that teach classes, and um, there, of course there are fees involved with that. And what we want to do is complement that program because there is so much before the Leave No Trace principles and so much after. And that's what we want to facilitate is uh, really dropping down that knowledge. And what do I do? Where do I do it? And how do I learn it? So that that's the whole concept of the program. That is uh, the Leave No Traces is a program that you've had in place for quite some time. And how does all of this tie in with uh, the Trails of Common Ground program, or does it? Well, 
Yes, the, the Trails and Common Ground program is that equestrians were one part of that. And that program right. is to show uh, trail courtesy. What do we do with other user groups? Because, you know, we, we have to share our public resources. Um, there's a place for everyone. And so that's really a guide on what we do, how we interact with the other users. When we're all out there with the same goal, well, how can we accomplish that goal being respectful of each other? Wow. Uh, I'm just <laughs> Gary and I are just like, you know, processing. <laughs> Well, I'm, I was just kind of going through, if, you know, if you have not, if our listeners have not done this, you need to go visit bcha.org and kind of look mm-hmm. at all the different programs that they've got available. And, and one of the areas that I'm looking at right now on the website is the area of education, which is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right now. And uh, right. Uh, you have an education curriculum that is set up. In we do. Yes, we do. We we have a very strong education committee that works year-round on um, deciphering all the information that is provided because one of the big challenges when you have a national organization are the regional differences. You know, what is done in California versus what is done in Montana versus what is done in Missouri versus what is done in Florida. There's vast difference between the regions, but the concepts are all very similar. So it's really drilling down on the regional differences also. So if you're going from Missouri to Montana, you can be, uh, you'll know what to expect when you get there as far as, um, you know, even horse safety. Um, is is a term that is thrown around a lot. Um, Trail ethics, um, that's where the Trails are Common Ground program comes into place. Um, You know, let's take um, cleanup after our stock, our equine partners. Um, What do you do with the manure in any given situation? You know, and that's going to be different if you're at in the wilderness, If you're at a primitive campground, a developed trailhead, a developed campsite, or even a private commercial campground, you have to do something with the waste. Well, what do you do with it? What are your choices in any given situation? Now I'm starting to feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable about how I've handled my manure. That's... (laughs) (laughs) We like to call... We, we like to call the manure pre-soil because that's what it is. It goes back to <laughs> the soil. There you go. Oh, gosh. That is funny. That is funny. Well, so what else happened during this meeting that you were in? What, what were some of the other? Well, uh, yes, it, it's our National Board of Directors. So we um, this is where we can set policy or change policy. Um, we can we get a report on the partnerships that we work backcountry horsemen of america we partner with different groups um, for different objectives 
And so we get a report. We have a partnership committee that works on those partnerships throughout the year. And this is where we get the report on what has developed in those partnerships and what the goals are for the future in working with the different partners. We make sure that, you know, our missions align. And while we may not always agree 100%, working with partners um, for a common goal is a lot more successful than working against each other. So that's what we really encourage the partnerships. And this is where they start on the national level. And those filter all the way down to the local level. And um, that's what we also help the state and the chapters um, get goals for setting those partnerships for the coming year. So how is the, uh, and I'm just going to go back to this again, but how has the, the Trails are Common Ground uh, program been working? Does that seem to be a successful endeavor? It does. It does. And as it gets out more and more, um, it's been, you know, released uh, not quite a year now, but as it gets out, the, the reach is starting to grow. As uh, we come out of winter and into spring, you know, things are starting to open up. People are starting to use those trails more and more. And as they, that, that logo is everywhere so that uh, it's easy. Just click on it and it takes you right to that page. And, and there again, all of our partners are using that logo with the link also. So whether yeah. it's a, a bicyclist, a hiker, um, a four-by-four off-road, they, they can all get um, the same information. And that's been from the user groups. So it's a lot more effective that way when it's coming from the user's perspective. So what what coming out of a meeting like that, what are some of the challenges that you see going forward as far as uh, trail use? Sure, sure. Um, basically, um, overuse of some areas, you know, uh, with what um, with the pandemic, of course, that got people out, and yeah, that's a good no. thing. Yeah. But we also have to be mindful of more users uh, means more use, and sometimes that can be a detriment. So we have to look at um, good ways to solve that issue. Um, you know, the, the trails have to be sustainable, and user conflict can also come into play. And there again, that's where the Trails or Common Ground program is good. And right. um, just getting the word out to the other users and the general public. You know, we, we don't want to just count on other organizations. We want the general public to have the information and make it readily available. Well, I would think that would be one of the challenges is to be able to make this information available to people and, and how that gets done uh, would be a challenge, I would think, as well. Yes, yes. And, and that's we have a marketing and media committee. That's one of their challenges 
for the coming year is how how do we promote that? You know, social media has grown so much. How do we yeah. effectively use social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, to keep everyone informed, uh, not only on um, you know, just use and enjoyment, but also on legislative issues that come up that affect the public lands. You know, um, something that I'm extremely excited about is we have finally put into place with Backcountry Horsemen of America see software where we can very quickly, effectively, and efficiently contact all 12,000-plus members of Backcountry Horsemen to develop a branded message if a topic comes up. And um, that's, you know, Randy Rasmussen, which I know is a guest on here representing Backcountry Horsemen of America throughout the year. He is a vital part of that program in keeping um, our advocacy up and going. And we're just thrilled that we now have that process through software. That's cool. Technology certainly has made things a lot easier, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. certainly has, yes. Um, I noticed something that I don't know how I've missed this other times I've been on your website, but just on the member home page, one of the um, choices is National Park Service news feed. And um, this is wonderful. I, I just read about New Mexico, Guadalupe Mountains National Park closed um, due to uh, fire danger. Um, so if you're, if you're looking at, you, you have an idea of a place you're heading for, uh, this would be another place to go for information. That's fantastic. Yes. That's all part of the no before you go idea. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much information out there. Well, how do you access, how do you know where to go to get what you don't know? Well, we're hoping that Backcountry Horsemen of America can help facilitate that in one place. We'll have links to, you know, Forest Service information, national parks. All the agencies um, will be linked through there. And uh, the more information, the better, as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is, um, I think this week is National Park National Park Week, <laughs> I think through this yeah. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I just popped very into timely, my into very my timely. into my very timely, <laughs> and, and that's what we encourage also, and and also makes a good showing on social media is if we get people using their stock on the like National Park Day. If we can, uh, you know, get pictures of people, you know, riding a trail on a national park with maybe the sign, you know, and then show that, um, then we tag all the state organizations and all the chapter organizations, and it really does spread the word and um, heighten the communication line. Well, I want to take a quick break. And uh, take a listen to a great song by Katie Moffitt. When we come back, uh, let's talk a little bit about being light on the land and the type of uh, responsibility that equine owners should have. 
We're visiting with Cherry Copeland today, who is the chairman of the Night Country Horsemen of America. Way down in old Wyoming, way out on the grassy plain, there's a horse that's never been conquered called Midnight of Rodeo A hard-working pony Herding doggies way out on the range And envy to most of the cowboys For shining black coat and long mane One day while out on the prairie He took pride in a mere tumbleweed That sent this black horse in no more cow pony steed. He was soon taken out to the roundup. On his back, no rider could reign. But go spinning high in the heavens and fall like a stone to the plain. In the shoot, he would stand just a shaking. Shining black street there on high. Then he died like old strawberry rose that once tyrannized all the range. But midnight, the world's king of outlaws, never stopped for to hand you your change. With a snort, he would greet you. Majestic 
simply stands on his throne As the years roll by there will linger The story of many a fall And cowboys will tell of the stampede And midnight the unconquered outlaw Well, that's Katie Moffitt, Midnight, the Unconquered Outlaw. I don't know whether I can handle riding that horse or not, but uh, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. But we're talking with Sherry Copeland, who is the chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America. And, uh, Sherry, there is a new program that you have developed with Backcountry Horsemen that deals with uh, using equine responsibly on public lands. Can you address that for us? Sure, I would love to share that with your audience. Um, in, in thinking about getting the message out, we knew that it would be necessary to organize it some way. And we're, we're coming off of 2021, where Backcountry Horsemen of America members provided um, almost $10 million in service on public lands. And we want to take that um, awareness and share it with everyone so that everyone can be responsible when they're recreating on the public lands. And we are starting, we're in the conceptual development of a program called Light on the Land. And this is the program that is complementary to the Leave No Trace program. It has okay. um, a lot of information in it, um, and there are titles. Uh, it, let, let's say you want to, you're going into an area you're not familiar with, and you want to know, well, how can I contain my stock while I'm there? You would go to the matrix of light on the land. You'd simply look under containment. You would click on it. And it will give you all the options that backcountry horsemen have used and are aware of within some certain guidelines. Um, you know, we have um, high lines. You can put up a high line. Um, you can use an electric fence. There's hobbling. You can hobble your stock or picketing them. Um, but the, the main key in all of this is providing options, but also reminders. You know, let, let's try it at home before we take our stock out to try to use it for the first time. So it's, it's all about being prepared. Um, we, we talked about, you know, the waste. What do we do with the waste? Well, there will be a drop-down menu that will show you, you know, what, what do I do with it here? What do I do with it there? Um, necessary equipment, you know, a checklist that you might not always think of everything you need. Well, here you're relying on 50 years of experience for a list of things that you might need. If you're going to the wilderness, if you're going to the back country, if you're going to be in the front country, what might you need? First aid kit, what are you going to need both for you and your stock? You know, what kind of navigation is available, you know, with apps right. and everything? 
but you might not always have cell service. So what kind of emergency equipment might you need in case of an accident? Um, the care of your animals, you know, shoes, no shoes, um, fly spray, you know, what, what choices are out there? So it's really an all-encompassing information guide on how you can be responsible and light on the land. On the land, that, That's yeah. the key, yes. How, how can we, um, you know, your previous guest sang a song, um, Enjoy the Ride. Well, uh, we want to enjoy the experience and leave it so that the future generations can have the same experience or even better. And we're hoping with this program that this is the start of that. Well, that is great and a great way to get the information that you need uh, as you're traveling at different parts of the country. So that that is a great, great idea. I wanted to ask you, since you just celebrated your 50th year and had had the meeting, uh, old Roland Cheek didn't show up, did he? No, he he was not there. We're hoping that he will be next year. We will meet in um, Kalispell, Montana, back uh-huh. where Backcountry Horse of America got its start. And, of course, he is one of our founding fathers. Right. And uh, so we're hoping he will be there. I have had the privilege of, of meeting Roland um, on a couple of occasions. Um, and it is always wonderful to get the perspective from one of the founding fathers, and uh, you know, to keep us in check too. You know, are we are we still doing what they envisioned? Uh, right. Because they had a great vision when they started, and we want to do them proud. And so, hopefully, um, I will get to meet with him again next year. Well, and he's he's a bit of a hoot, so you'll have a ball meeting Roland. Yes, I just, I just <laughs> very entertaining. <laughs> I just happened to think, did, did Roland show up for the 50th anniversary thing? So anyway, he's a, he he yeah. will. The actual 50th celebration will be next year in Kalispell, Montana. Okay. So we're All we're right. we're we're assuming he will be there. Yes. All right. Well, I hope so. I hope so. If he does, tell him I said hi. Uh, oh, certainly. Certainly. I've not talked to him in a long time. Well, it is. It's always great to have you. Thank you, by the way, for by switching Thursdays with us because uh, we were traveling and we rebroadcast the show, and Backcountry Horsemen of America for the last eight years has been on the first Thursdays of the month. So thanks for showing up for the third Thursday. I appreciate that very much. We look oh, happy to, to do you it. Back. I was able... Yes, I was able to report on some business that we got and taken care of since then. So yeah. that was wonderful. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Well, it'll only be two weeks and we'll have you back again. So we look forward to doing Okay. That. We look forward to doing that. That sounds so great. Anyway, thank you. Good information. And and I'm going to encourage everybody again, go to bcha.org and visit their website. It's just like it just gets better and better all the time. I don't know whether Sherry has anything to do with that or not, but I would guess so. (laughs) 
I would guess. I, so. I, so Sherry, I am just carrying on the tradition. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle of America. Come on, you sons of Ireland, hear my tale so sad with woe. Kilkenny was my home once, and up there I did grow. Annie Phelan had eyes of green, she loved me true, I know. But to make my fortune, I sailed the sea to the land of Texaco. Well, they taught me how to rope and ride, to be a cowboy bold. But there is no green in this whole land they call the Texaco. The wind blows all the live long day at night, my toes are froze. If this is fortune, I am doomed in this land, the Texaco.
for Ireland I'll not see again Cause I'm hanged in Texaco No, Ireland I'll not see again Or be a king of Texaco Mr. Alan Chapman and the King of Texaco, and uh, we need to get Alan back on the show again because he uh, he is always a great guest. Another one of those fellows that spent a lot of time in Nashville, Bobby. Yes, he sure did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a fun, fun show. I sure did enjoy having Lily Robert on the show and visiting with her and and uh, sharing her great music. And always good to have Sherry Copeland, who is the chairman, not the executive director. She is the chairman. <laughs> for that faux pas, but uh, always good to have her on the show to talk about backcountry horsemen and the things that they're doing for all trail riders to keep these trails open and improve. Uh, what kind of news have you got, Miss Bobby? What's going on with that with? Uh, well. We have a lot of handbags, and they're easy to find at outwestshop.com. Go to accessory on the toolbar, and the first drop-down menu is handbags. And this is a time of year that many of us uh, look to kind of refresh that bag that we carry. We have geometric woven prints. Uh, we have some wonderful, soft, lightweight leathers from the Scully Company, some fringed, some without, and of course we carry pretty much the entire American West, very well known handbag line. And um, if you're shopping for anything on outwestshop.com, use the coupon code RADIO and save $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. And we always ship free any order to the United States, any order $98 or more. Well, I guess I better start looking for a new handbag because spring is here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in, a, in the American West line, there are boot carriers, there's um, attaches, briefcases, a um, couple of laptop style um, bags. So, so yes, even I'm gentlemen, you may, wanna, you may want to you may want to look around, right? Check that out. <laughs> That's right. I might give you something for my laptop. That might be a good thing. But uh, anyway, so there's a bunch of fun today, and uh, and I will mention that uh, Rendezvous 2022 is coming up, and that will be September the 29th through October the 1st, and uh, been a little bit slow putting up information on the website, Bobby, so I'm going to try to get to that over the weekend and get the website updated with all the information. We're going to have an extreme cowboy race this year at Rendezvous. Yes. And uh, that is going to be a ton of fun. So that's Craig Cameron's Extreme Cowboy Competition is coming to Rendezvous 2022 again, and that will be on October 1st. But uh, stay tuned for information on that coming up. And um, my wife is headed to Genoa, Nevada. Did I say that Mm -hmm. right? Genoa, Nevada. She always tells me I say that wrong. That's next week. And she'll be performing with Gary Allegretto and Chris Isaac and uh, Dave Stamey and Trinity Seedley will be performing. So that's going to be a big time. Uh, that's fabulous. 
What a lineup. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty strong lineup. Pretty strong lineup. But uh, anyway, that's coming That's coming right up. And uh, the Western Music Association Tennessee chapter had its first gathering last night for uh, a songwriters round at the beautiful Commodore Hotel, Commodore Grill at the Holiday Inn Hotel. That's right across from Vanderbilt and the Parthenon in Nashville, Tennessee. So we look forward to doing some more of those as well. So you can visit us on Facebook at the International Western Music Association Tennessee Chapter. Bobby is is a director with the International Board and also very active with the Mexico Chapter. So a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up in the music world for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been a long day, and uh, we've been trying to get over being sick, so apologize if I don't sound just exactly right, but uh, uh, we're all getting better, and I think it's just kind of a bug that's going around, you know, our good friend. Well, that time uh, of year. Yeah, yeah. That time of year, change of temperatures and all of that going on, yep. And everything's blooming. And everything's blooming, yes. It's beautiful out there. So any kind of closing thoughts for us today? I thought oh, that yes. that Lee Robert had a great closing thought when he <laughs> talked about enjoying the ride. We could have just ended it right there. Right there. You know, that was great. Well, yeah, but. I, do ha- I do have one. It's um, from Wilbert E. Shear. Those who devote their lives to a cause greater than themselves always find a larger, fuller life than the one they remembered. Amen. Amen. It's always, always good to give back any way that you can on things. Well, it's been a fun show. We're going to invite you to join us next Thursday for our live show at noon with the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America, but you can always go back and listen to the shows on our website at equestrianlegacy.net, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. And uh, and I even tried this the other day. I asked Alexa to look up Equestrian Legacy Radio on Apple Podcasts, and guess what? It just played the current show. That was so much fun. It just popped up. Isn't that fun? It just popped up. Yeah. But anyway, well, we're going to close out this show today with a great song from our friend Lacey J. Dalton, and it's one called Wild Pony. And Bobby, we'll see you on the radio next week. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you. Grandmother's grandma and her family. A couple of verses, a sweet melody. Sing all our babies to sleep. Singing la 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 la. It's dream time, my darling, 
I'll turn off the light You close your sleepy blue eyes And like my mother before me I'll sing you to sleep To the wild pony lullaby See them dancing and prancing And whirling around on your eyelids Behind your closed eyes It's the dream world you find When you follow the sound Of the wild pony lullaby No one knows where it came from But I'd like to believe that the angels were listening one dark winter's eve to a cold westbound wagon and the small baby's cry that they sent this old song to relieve. Singing la 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 la, la 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 la, la la. It's a hand-me-down, hand-me-down, handed to me Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.